behind the whistle. I have to officiate and kind of enjoyed it. The only official in uh, Auckland. Some of the guys who did it came back and said, man, it's amazing. Welcome to episode number nine of Behind the Whistle, the podcast series where we talk to sports officials about their personal officiating journey. We'll gain insights into why these officials do what they do and will be a great way of understanding how they balance their passion for officiating with their personal and professional lives. Our guest for this episode is Gavin Graham. Gavin is the chair of the local officials organisation in his area and looks after both the contact and non-contact version of the sport he's involved in. The players in the region where Gavin officiates are known for their aggressiveness when playing a sport, so it'll be interesting to hear they adjust to a non-contact version of it. I start out by asking Gavin which country he is in. Uh, I'm in New Zealand, so kia ora to everyone out there. So, And what sport do you officiate? Okay, so I officiate two sports, Greg. Um, they're both related. Uh, so I... Uh, referee or officiate American football and flag football, which is a, a variation of um, American football. How do you, um, how does a Kiwi get into American football? Obviously, we all know rugby union is pretty popular over there. How do yeah. you get into American football? Yeah, rugby union's keen, um, keen here. You know, everyone plays that. Uh, league's probably our, our second most popular um, contact sport here. Um our summer sports sort of cricket. Um, when I was growing up, I, I got a computer game called Front Page Sports Football and, and got into football that way and uh, sort of learnt the rules and th- thought, oh, you know, this is a bit of fun. Uh, sort of roughly around the sort of oh, late 80s, um, the TV here started showing highlights of football and sort of started following it that way. So, um, yeah, sort of at, sort of had a following um, we've got a league here in Auckland where I'm based. Um, so I started playing when I was 16 um, with full full grown men, uh, which uh, was uh, quite quite interesting. Um, so the league has done a lot to develop uh, over here in regards to having junior players um, and junior leagues. Uh, so um, definitely that would have been an advantage when uh, when I was starting out. Um, so I ended up playing for about um, nine seasons. Um, here in uh, New Zealand, um, I did travel over to Australia to play um, Australia a couple of times, um, and uh, sort of after I, I finished playing, I thought, oh, I'll give coaching a go. Yeah, I really want to get into coaching. I like like the skill and the the tactics of uh, American football, um, and I thought, oh, yeah, that, that's a really good idea. But what I found with coaching was it took up a lot of my time. It was every night you've got training, and then yeah, I've got got to wash uniforms for the next night and you're chasing you're chasing people up for fees and you're trying to recruit players and then it's training the next night and then uh come Saturday you've got a game and then you've got film to review and it it was quite time consuming and it sort of took a lot out of you um and when uh when I was coaching one of the tasks we had was when you had a bye week you had to be uh, an official so obviously because I was um head coach on on one of those clubs um you sort of had to officiate and kind of enjoyed it it's like oh you know i'm not getting beaten up this weekend and you know get get to see some football and run around um so after coaching for about two years i decided to um officiate for for two years 
I uh, really enjoyed it, um, but part of the problem was I was on, probably the only official in uh, Auckland. So I was there with myself and sort of, sort of had a club team every every week helping me out. Um, so it wasn't ideal. Um, and then just a few sort of twists and turns aside, had some family, um, I changed jobs and uh, had uh, got married, had a family, that kind of thing. And, and uh, football just kind of faded away. I, I didn't didn't do any games, uh, sort of wasn't involved in the sport here until uh, 2018. Miles um, Newman came to New Zealand and uh, saw a post on, on Facebook and thought, oh, yeah, hey, I might might get back into that. You know, it's a bit of fun, you know. Um, so went to um, the course that Miles was running and uh, found that there were quite a, quite a pool of uh, officials in, in Auckland. There was, you know, a small group of about five of us, so... Um, got back into it. Um, yeah, really enjoyed uh, doing contact. And uh, one of the things we struggle with here in New Zealand is finding players. Um, so um, uh, we have five teams in the Auckland competition, including Hamilton, which is about an hour and a half drive away. Uh, so um, they they play in our competition. Uh, so one of the things we're trying to promote um, it's, it's flag football to get, um, you know, get more people playing playing some form of, of American football. Yeah, because I'd imagine you have a lot of competition with the rugby unions and rugby leagues, with yes. players and coaches and things. Do, you, yeah. your season, do your seasons overlap or are they same time? Or no, so what, yeah, so what we do in New Zealand is um, rugby and rugby league is traditionally played here in the winter. So we play American football in our summer, which is... Not ideal, but um, we struggled to get fields. Um, we obviously use rugby fields. Uh, a lot of the players that play are league and rugby players that want to, you know, do something physical in the summer. Um, so, yeah, it, it is a challenge for us. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of, it's good though. It's the same time that it's on in the States, so it draws some interest. You know, we, we try to have our, um, what we call our Kiwi Bowl, around sort of the same weekend that um, Super Bowl's on. So, That'd be a nice promotional um, yeah. buy-in, I guess, tight time yeah. with them. So, uh, yeah, yeah, Obviously, so, you're saying, um, sorry, we'll go back to your talking about um, bringing, they'll bring in flag football to try and encourage more and more yeah. people to, to come in. Um, so how did you yeah. get involved with flag football? Uh, so, yeah, so the association that um, we officiate for um, uh, sort of said, hey, we need officials for, for flag football. Do you, want to, do you want to give it a go? And and initially I was like, oh, it's, it's, it's a bit gimmicky, right? It's football, but not football, you know? Um, uh, so I, I opted out of doing the first year of what we had, uh, the flag nationals. Um, some of the guys who did it came back and said, man, it's amazing. You know, you've you got to get involved. Uh, so the next year, I I did the flag nationals, um, and we we had ten teams. We had three independent officials, and we had three fields going at a at a time, um, and and just loved it. It's it's just a really it, it's got all the aspects of football, but it's not as physical. It's not as aggressive. So um, the players are normally. Uh, there's heated moments, don't get me wrong, um, but they're not as, um, yeah, it's, it's it's not as combative as um, as regular football. Um, so I guess the 
the big difference with flag football is it's played on a smaller field. Uh, so it's only 60, 60 yards long in total and 25 yards wide. Uh, there's uh, 10 players on the field, uh, five on offense, five on defense. And the biggest difference is there's no uh, tackling or blocking. So um, to tackle a player, you you pull their flag from what is called a flag belt. Um, so they're either Velcro or um, have a, a plastic socket where they, they pull the flag out. Um, so from an officiating standpoint, that makes things really easy. Um, if, if you've read a... Um, read an American football manual or, or watched a game of American football, some of the most complicated parts of that game are the blocking, uh, what areas you can block, where you can block, can you block low, can you block high, and the kicking situations. So all of those uh, situations are removed from flag football. Um, and with there being less uh, players on the field, it's a lot easier to see sort of the engagements um, of the players. So with with flat sorry with flag football, is it you know generally what two three officials one official? Are you doing a game uh, by yourself? Yeah, yeah. So um, we're working on a um, a mechanics manual for um, all the way down to one official. So something like a PE teacher might be running a session at school. Um, we generally, when we're doing flag uh, nationals, we had four officials. So we had uh, a referee which keeps an eye on the quarterback. Uh, we had a down judge, which is uh, on the line of scrimmage to make sure the, um, the players are on the line of scrimmage. Um, we had a field judge, which um, one of the unique rules of uh, flag football is they have a pass rusher that um, has to be seven yards away from the quarterback. So um, that field judge marks off that seven yards and indicates to that pass rusher whether they are, are legal or, or not. And what we decided to do with flag nationals is have a back judge to just um, any of those tight back of the end zone type catches where, you know, did they get their feet down? You know, what, did they have control of the ball? That kind of thing. So uh, it works quite well for us. It's a really good way of grounding new officials as well to um, if, if you've got a young official or someone who wants to get interested in American football, it, it's quite an easy way for them to sort of learn the basics, like counting the downs, um, even uh, spotting the ball, know. you know, things so, like that. Yeah, spot, yeah, spotting the ball, um, counting the players, what's a catch, what's not a catch, forward pass, backwards pass, that that kind of thing. Um, so it, it does make it uh, a lot simpler that you don't have any of the kicking situations, um, you don't have any of the blocking situations. Um, sort of any contact is generally a foul because it, it is a, a non-contact game. But there are there are some clashes when um, players go up for the ball. Uh, both players have a right, both uh, defence and offence, they have a right to the ball. Um, so uh, the other thing that makes it a bit easier from a rules perspective is there's no 40-second clock and 25-second uh, clock. Everything is a 25-second clock. So the pace of the game is moving along quite fast as well. Um, I'd rules... also imagine, too, that, you know, the, you know a, lot, call it a lot of the chaos with full contact is around that line of scrimmage, you know, offensive lineman, defensive lineman. And obviously with flag, you don't have that. So there is a little bit of... Uh, you know, yes, the game is fast, but it's not as chaotic as full contact. 
Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's the best way of describing it, Greg. Yeah, there, there's a lot of lot of things happening, and there's a lot of responsibilities for the officials on the field, um, but there's not there's not those judgment calls and that chaos, as you say. You know, it's it's a lot cleaner, a lot smoother. Um, the game moves at a really good pace as well with that 25 second clock as well. The down is over. Um, you move on quite quickly. Um, from an administrative perspective at the beginning of the game, really other than having a flag belt, there's no other equipment that you need. Um, so there's no, you know, modified face masks or helmets that are broken, you or, know, uh, straight. Yeah. <laughs> pads covering the knees or not quite covering the knees yeah, like everyone likes yeah, to have. Yeah. yeah, so sort of really the only things with flag football are probably um, pants with no pockets. Um, you can break fingers um, by going for the flags and, and catching it on a pocket. So we either tape pockets up or suggest pants that have no pockets. Um, but other than that, um, sort of anything sort of goes. You just need a pair of um, sort of, you know, cleats and, and away you go. So um, if the field's been smaller, you can normally get maybe four four football um, flag football fields on a like a rugby field. So for our competitions that we have in, in New Zealand, sometimes we'll have uh, five or six fields going at a time. How do you find the uh, the challenge of knowing which whistles on which field, or how do the players um, actually handle it? Yeah, that is that is one thing that is hard. We were using electric whistles in uh, 2020 due to COVID, and they had three different settings, and, and we actually had three different uh, whistle settings for the three different fields. So um, I guess that's another thing with flag football that's uh, probably a big change from contact. Um, you have less in inverted whistles because you, you're not as quick to blow the whistle because no one's going to get lit up on the sideline if you you don't blow the whistle type thing. So you, your whistles are generally might be a little bit, uh, say, lazier than what they would be in, in full contact because if a runner runs out of bounds in contact and you don't blow the whistle and he gets DDT'd on the sideline, you, you feel a bit bad, right, as an official. Yeah. Um, but um, in flag, you know, um, they're not going to suffer that same kind of fate type thing, you know. So yeah, because especially you know, we all we all we've all seen the uh, you know both both players are running towards the sideline and then you know either the offense or the defense play somebody's looking at lining somebody up before they get over the you know yeah. sideline. Whereas yeah. obviously in flag with no contact, yeah. you know they're not really going to go anywhere. You, you can't yeah. run through them, so yeah, there's yeah. more tendency for them to pull up, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, a lot of time you find, uh, you know, with flag, you, you don't even have your whistle in your mouth, you know, you, um, you're kind of, you know, walking around, talking to the players a lot more as well, you know. So, um, How do you find yeah. the game management side of flag compared to full contact? A um, little bit easier because you don't have the chains crew, you don't have, um, so all of the markings are on the field, so... Basically, what happens is you start at your own five-yard line and you've got four downs to make halfway. As soon as you make halfway, it, it becomes first and goal and you've got four chances to score. So that's another aspect for grounding a, a new official, I guess. You know, um, if you're on that sideline, sometimes when you're head linesman and having to deal with a chains crew and find that chains crew, probably um, you probably have the same issues in Australia. <laughs> yeah, I think as, everybody has the issues. Doesn't yeah, matter yeah, yeah. Um, so um, that is one thing that is a lot easier. Um, the clock management, um, uh, we play the IFAF rules in New Zealand, um, but we generally do do a running clock. Um, 
So there's no stop start of the clock. It's just, hey, we're going to play a 20-minute half. That's the other thing. It's normally halves. There's no quarters. So you finish that one half, you know, you don't have to change ends at the quarter or anything like that. So um, uh, generally, you're not as conscious of, like, spotting the ball and getting the yardage right. If it's a little bit ahead, a little bit behind, it doesn't really matter because, you know, you're not – it's not – it's still a game of inches, but it's not not to the degree of um, of full contact football. Yeah. yeah. So with you know, obviously, we, those of us that have been around football for you know it's maybe the last even just the last year or two, there's the whole talk of flag NFL pushing flag to get into the Olympics and all of those sort of yeah. discussions and and um, developments. Has mm. that impacted anything over in New Zealand? Is there talk of yeah, absolutely. levels and Yeah, absolutely. So I'm sending two guys to um, Alabama in July for the um, World Games. Um, so there's eight women's teams and seven men's teams uh, competing in that from around the world. So I'm really looking forward to hearing how they get on at that. Um, uh, I know that you've you're sending a couple of ladies up to the Finland uh, world. Uh, world yeah, there's champ. a couple of ladies from Australia that have been, yeah. um, you know, obviously fortunate enough to be picked to go up for the women's yeah. contact up in Finland. So, you know, there's yeah. definitely plenty of opportunities this year. Yeah. Which is great. Um, yeah. So uh, are you, I guess, just taking the fact that you've just mentioned it. So are you a, um, evaluator, help trainer within New Zealand, or are you just? Uh, yeah, so, are you? Yeah, so I'm the chair of um, uh, AFUA, which is uh, American Football Officials Aotearoa, um, which is our um, governing body here. And um, uh, it's a sorry, it's a subcommittee of our um, organisation here in um, in New Zealand. So one of the things that we've done really well probably since Miles came over in 2018, is we've been able to recruit officials all around the country. So um, we're now up to, uh, I think it's eight to 10 uh, full-time officials that are, are designated um, uh, full-time officials and that are based all around uh, New Zealand. So we... So is, we bring, is that between, sorry, is, just, is that between full contact and flag or is that just flag or is that just my, full contact or do you guys do both? Yeah, we most most officials do both. Um, some of the um, limitations for some of the officials is they only have flag football in their area. So um, we have Tauranga only has um, flag football, and we have uh, Hawke's Bay that only have flag flag football, and uh, Nelson that only have flag football. But most of our other major centres, which is uh, Christchurch, Wellington, and Auckland, um, have contact as well as flag. So, so each of those areas have their own contact competition. Um, within New Zealand, you just don't play, I guess, with everybody, or it's it's, uh, it's just within each of those areas. Yeah, it's just geographically, it's too hard for us to travel yeah. to Wellington every weekend um, to have a contact game. So we do do a one-off um, a game against uh, Wellington every year, which is called the Thunderball. So yeah, that'd be um, you know, those call them the higher level games or the inter. Yeah. Competition games are obviously you know, another yeah. step up in quality and obviously yeah. great for your your own officiating yeah. development. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Yeah, I was really, really lucky to be chosen in uh, 2019 to go down and uh, be an official on the uh, Thunderbolt crew. So that was quite good uh, working with some some guys from Wellington and some guys from uh, Christchurch came up for that as well. So, yeah, I had a bit of a mixed crew there. So, yeah, it was good to see. 
And, you know, as as we all know, when you go to those opportunities, it's not just the um, being able to officiate the game, it's being able to actually talk and interact with the other officials from other organisations and, you know, develop the camaraderie and the, the networking at those opportunities. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, it's it's quite a tight-knit community, as, as you sort of know, Greg, and, and with what you're doing as well. Um, but, yeah, it's so, so rewarding. It's so valuable. Um, you know, uh, I loved playing um, football, but, um, you know, I'm probably as passionate now about uh, officiating as um, I was as a player. So, you know, it's, it's a, a great opportunity to give, give back to the game, you know. So as, as the chair of your... Uh, subcommittee or your you know, refereeing, <laughs> what are your responsibilities? What do you, um, obviously yes. you're going out and recruit, but what, what else do you, I guess, do? Uh, I'll try to do um, uh, like fundraising. Um, raise, yeah, obviously recruiting is, is a huge part of what we do and um, uh, training as well. Um, so we, you know, with the way things are with COVID, we do a lot of Zoom sessions and, and things like that, break down film, you know, that kind of thing, um, discuss scenarios like what if, you know, this happened, you know, reading rule references and ARs in the rule book, you know, so. So, uh, you know, obviously there's a, a lot of work around that. What do you do for a yeah. normal day-to-day job? Okay, so I, I work for Fuji Film and uh, I'm a, a team leader um, for um, – uh, for Auckland, um, we organise all the uh, installations and um, of uh, scanners and, and printers for people, pretty much. So, yeah, oh, cool. So, how do you balance off the? Because I would imagine you know the installs for those sometimes, I'd imagine long hours or late yeah. nights or afternoons. How do you yeah. balance, balance those out between your officiating career? Um, yeah, so yeah, so I'm really lucky. I've I've got a really understanding family. Uh, I've got a great wife and two kids. Um, so <laughs> I think we all I, need those. Though. I think we've all yeah, got those. Yeah. People, those of us that are passionate about our yeah. officiating, you, know, you can't yeah. get anywhere without having a supportive family yeah. behind us. Yeah, yeah, um, and 100%. So that they're there. They um, you know, they can see how much enjoyment I get out of it. So um, yeah, it it is hard. Um, but as I said to you in the beginning, um. I find that easier than when I was a coach, right? Every like, there's not a day that goes by that I don't do something related to football, right? I'm, I'm on the road a lot, um, so I do listen to a lot of podcasts about officiating. Hence the podcast that um, you run, is all great. It's a bit of a plug there for by, <laughs> behind the whistle. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, that's a great thing about uh, technology these days is we do have the ability to listen to. Um, podcasts and whether it's around our officiating or whether it's only personal development, you do have that opportunity for you know to do that while you while you're commuting. Yeah, I'm on the road about ninety percent of the time for um, my work, and um, yeah, I've got audio rule books. I've you know got podcasts, as you say, yeah, all sorts of things. YouTube's a, a great um, um, sort of um, you know, tool as well, Resource. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, resource. Yeah, I'm trying to find the words. Um, the Agoa um, website that um, Miles and, and Paul and, and yourself have put together is really, really interactive. And I think you learn a lot better that way as well, you know, and, and you get something at the end of it to show for your time as well. So, you know, Frank Christensen's done a great job with the bite-sized training as well, you know, and just having them 
quite small and, you know, um, not not too long-winded, you know, to your attention span. If you've only got a couple of minutes in the morning, what what watch a blind, couple of blindside block type plays and then, you know, tomorrow watch, you know, something else, you know. Yeah, so. it's, it's definitely uh, easier to sit there and watch a couple of short clips than to sit there and try and watch like a two- or three-hour training yeah. video and try and take it all in. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, you know, with kids, and we all know with kids, it's easy to, you know, you might sit down for, you want to go, I'll sit and watch half an hour eclipse, and five minutes into it, you're getting tapped on the shoulder to do something else. something else, yeah. Obviously, having access to those short eclipses is hugely beneficial. Yeah. Yeah. But it's amazing too, like if you just throw one of those on and, um, you know, discussions, like a simple play, you know, it's, it's amazing you see, you know, someone else will see something completely different from you or just have a different approach to things. So that's the other thing that's that's good with um, both uh, officiating uh, American football and flag football is you're working in a crew. You're not you're not isolated on your own. You, you, you can ask your crewmates and you you work together to, to work through some of, you know, some of the challenges you have out there. And, and you know, and you've got the support and the encouragement of, of your crew, whether it's during the game or whether it's during the week, doing your preparation, you know, being held accountable. You know, all right, so we're going to do, you know, this sort of preparation for this game. And, and you know that you want to make sure that you do your preparation because the rest of your crew's doing their preparation as yeah. well. So. Yeah, we've, we've got a, um, a really good uh, solid group of guys um, now in our in our association. So it made a big difference from a uh, couple, couple of things happened to me in the early 2000s when I was refing. I, I felt quite isolated being there by myself and not having, you know, you sort of bring in a different um, crew each week and they were just, you know, the, the team that was on duty type thing. And, yeah, there's always and a challenge with player officials trying to help yeah, player, you get player up to Rocket Games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, and good on them for putting their hand up and getting out there. Um, you know, we can't have the sport without officials. Um, but, yeah, definitely having some some core people that you can go to for certain problems and certain, certain issues, it's, it's great to have their support. So, you know. And, yeah, you know, through... Through your, I guess, through your your officiating career, um, what you know, has there been some skills that you've been able to pick up from your officiating that you've been able to take to your, you know, to your to your job at Fuji, or maybe the other yeah, way around? Um, yeah, just think uh, improve communication. So when you're dealing with customers, dealing with adversity, um, that kind of thing. Um, you know, not everything's going to go your way, and you know, just just thinking through things logically. Um, you know. Having having like those mental checklists that you have like when you when you're officiating, you know. Yeah, so, right. your your pre snap checklist and your post snap checklist. Yeah, your pre snap checklist. And- checklist. Yeah, so you got that when you're walking into a customer that you know is going to be difficult, and um, you know, just some of those uh, gentle gentle kind of skills that you have as an official. You know, it, it's amazing how much you you can do that without even realizing it. You'll start yeah. getting off to some sort of event and. Whether it's on your, even just traveling for work, you go through your checklist of what do I need to take on the road, and you go, oh, hang on, that's just my pre, pre-snap checklist. I'm just yeah. going through the whole process. So, yeah, yeah. Developing so, habits like that you know, is obviously good. Yeah. 
so yeah ha- having a quite a regimented job like we have as well it's um it's quite yeah quite standardized so um but also having that you know you never know what's going to happen you could walk into a customer and it's going to be completely different you know same thing with football you're going to have a completely different third down situation each time you know so yeah I mean, you rock up to one game and you think it'll be nice and calm and collective and it blows up. Yeah. Same thing, you yeah, walk up just to a customer, same thing. You, or the other, yeah. vice versa, you walk up to a customer, you think it's going to be screaming at you. You walk up and they're, yeah. they're all nice and calm and you're like, oh, hang on, yeah. what's this going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Being able to read the, read the situation and, and obviously adjust your interactions accordingly is a, a skill worthwhile developing in both football and officiating. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so obviously the the flag football, um, do they? How does that structure? Do you play that all throughout the year? Because we know a lot of say flag footballs will just do a weekend competition and then you know maybe not play again for a month or so. How, do, how does the uh, flag football competition? Yeah, the, it it depends. So I'm based here in Auckland, and, and our um, our football season. Um, the, the plans this last season were we were going to play some contact uh, football at the beginning of sort of October, November, December. Um, but we were all locked in our houses to keep ourselves safe uh, from <laughs> COVID. Um, so that, that kind of threw a spanner in the works. And um, then when we came out of um, our, our lockdown, so we have a traffic light system in New Zealand and, and we were in red, which means you pretty much can't go out and do anything. Um, we were limited to gathering sizes outside. So one of the reasons we went to flag football was there's there's less players on the field. Um, there was things like sharing of equipment. Um, so as you know, equipment for American football is quite hard to get in the um, southern hemisphere here. Um, so uh, a lot of players had to share gear and things like that. So it was um, deemed to be, hey, we'll just we'll just do four weeks of flag football. Um, it's a bit safer. We can limit the number of people at, at the events. We could um, corner off the fields and have two two separate fields and not exceed a hundred people. Um, so that was the reason why we went with um, with flag football this past season. So, so, so you would play what, just games on a Saturday and then just do that for four weeks straight. Yeah, we do do that for four weeks straight. We um, have our flag nationals um, sort of every year. So um, I had a meeting last night. And we're looking to have um, our flag nationals that was meant to be in March this year. Um, it's been pushed back to October just due to some of those um, COVID restrictions. Uh, which are, <laughs> like like all of us, we're learning to adjust on the fly. Yeah, yeah. So COVID, COVID's all, all finished and done with here in New Zealand, apparently. Um, so um, we, we'll have a one-off um, weekend tournament of... Um, so the last flag nationals we had, we had 25 teams uh, we had ten. Uh, sorry, we had twelve full-time officials, um, independent officials at that. Um, and that was televised on TV, um, which helped us um, build the game. So that was um, men's and women's teams as well. Um, the, this past season that we had. Um, that's the other thing with flag is it's really, really popular with um, female players, um, and you can also play, um, obviously, play mixed as well because it's it's non-contact. Yeah, it's very uh, it's a very inclusive um, yeah. sport to, to play and organise. So yeah. So obviously with your um, so how will it structure between now and then? Will they have you know, regular weekend competitions? Is it like a you know you play and then 
a top couple player or is it as the nationals just say an independent event so anyone can register a team and, and you know, yeah play up yeah so so most mostly what happens with the nationals is it is club teams that have um have um they play american football so most of them are um players that will play contact as well as flag um, which is a bit of a challenge as an official on the field because the very first thing that uh, a contact player will do is uh, like stiff armor, stiff armor player, you know, or, or guard his flags, which which is illegal in, in flag football, um, or tackle someone, you know, if they, they really, you know, really forget where they're at, you know, or block, you know. So it's always a yeah, bit old, of a... Old habits die hard, don't they? Yeah, it's a bit of a giggle, you know, you're like... <laughs> so, um, but yeah, you know, obviously a flag straight away and, and a penalty penalty to that um that team but um uh, there are those areas in in new zealand where they don't have the population uh, or the numbers to play uh contact so they they play flag football sort of all year round um so yeah all, all year as in like surely not every weekend for 12 months oh, or yeah, yeah, sort of. I, I think every year, every couple of weekends, they'll find someone to play, or or the, you know, that's the other thing with with it only being five aside. You know, it doesn't take much to have ten mates and you play against each other type thing. You know, so yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, that that's got to be great for the you know the the popularity of American football um, in New Zealand. The fact that you can just go, all right, let's go and put a flag tournament on this weekend, and we'll have however many teams come up, and then. You know, yeah. do it a you know a couple of weeks or a couple of months later, and you yeah. keep the keep the interest. You're not having a, a season run for six, eight, ten weeks, and then sort of nothing yeah. for six months of the year. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's, it's, we're sort of finding that it is. Yeah, it's it, it's ending up going all year round because. Uh, you can play indoors if you really want to <laughs> graze your knees and arms. Basketball courts, that'd be interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. So if you can find an indoor basketball court or a netball court or something like that, you can use that because um, the size is, is not, uh, you know, um, a lot smaller, obviously. Uh, in the rule book, um, I've never officiated on they, – they do have a smaller size field, um, which I think is, yeah – in the rule book, but we've, I've never done that. So um, I, that is designed for an indoor or beach type competition. Yeah. And do you find your, your officials because they are, there is regular competitions, or regular games for flag. It's an easier way of keeping them engaged throughout the year. And yeah, d- yeah, definitely. And, and COVID set us back a bit, but um, yeah, definitely the engagement's there and, you know, the enjoyment of the game is, is, a little bit easier i think you know um it's again i you know there's challenges but i guess the stress level's not there um if you know what i mean so what we're talking yeah. about you know how football is quite chaotic this is quite clean and, and moves moves quickly as well um you know there's not the um I wouldn't say there's never injuries but that you know the things long delays for injuries and things like that that are kind of sort of eliminated from the game you know so and because there's not as much contact as well there i guess that helps to keep the temperatures of players down a little bit more because obviously yeah. once you start bringing contact then that's when frustrations come in because you know yeah. we all we've all played the games and we all know how competitive competitive natures yeah. work um you yeah. obviously take the contact out and it drops the temperature yeah, quite a bit, yeah. So. Abs- absolutely yeah the the mentality the the combative 
mentality is not there as much. Um, it's still there. Um, you know, you definitely notice the difference between doing a senior men's game and a and a junior girls game or something like that. They're definitely a, a lot lot different. But uh, yeah, there's heated times. Don't get me wrong, and there's tough calls to be made as well. You know, so, and you, you know, one thing that. Yeah, being from being from Australia, one thing that you know we do know that New Zealanders have a, you know, especially with contact sports, they've got a reputation of being, you know, the the fair and the hard hitters and really yeah. contact and, and all that sort of stuff. So it'd be an interesting mindset change for some of the players to go from that yeah. full intensity, tone it right down to a hey, you can't Check. touch them type thing. So yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah. Um and as I was saying to you before, I, I think um, you, you can really tell the players that have come from a contact background. Um, they'll they'll cover up the ball straight away. They'll they'll go to protect their flags. They'll they'll um, try and truck players or stiff arm players, which, which is illegal, obviously, in flag. Um, we also have a, a a large number of Pacific Islanders and. Uh, uh, that you know play play this game and and they play it with quite a physical nature um you know so uh yeah it's it's an adjustment for them and, you know it'd be you know i guess it's an adjustment from an official perspective as well from yes. you know um speaking and dealing with players between a flag football and a contact football because obviously different intensities yeah, different approaches correct. from for officiating um correct and how do you find it adjusting between those um yeah it's it's a bit of a mindset um and, and the rule set as well and and how much contact you would actually let go in a in a flag game as well you know the you know obviously players can't turn invisible so um there is um there is a an aspect of the rule book where it says uh, right of place. So if you're standing there, you you've established right of place. So if someone runs into you, it's it's not contact. You you've you've you're saying you're there type thing. So um, yeah, there is a there is a bit of a challenge to that. Um, so yeah, it's one of those ones. Have you have you ever done the uh, you obviously officiate flag and you know not as contact yeah. get to get to a tackle game and then start going off the you know, flag uh, one of ago. Blowing up one that probably shouldn't have been. Yeah, one of the funniest things is in flag football, um, as the referee, you you count with your arm seven seconds. Uh, so the, the quarterback only has seven seconds to pass the ball and you use your arm uh, and count out the seconds. Go into a contact game and quarterback drops back in the pocket and I start getting my arm out and counting and I'm like, going, oh, I don't need to count because he's already <laughs> under a sea of people, you know? <laughs> So and it'd be interesting um, too if you've got players that play both, um, and you know they play flag, and you're obviously used to your hand counting with your arm at flag yeah. and get to the tackle. Yeah. I mean, I'd yeah. imagine they'd probably have a bit of a chuckle with you when they see you do that during a yeah a tackle yeah. game. So um, yeah, um, it's I think that's the funniest thing that's happened to me. But uh, yeah, that they are two the two related sports, but the two totally different games in 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 a way. So yeah, love both of them. And the, and the good thing is you can you know you can officiate both and your skills from it yes the rules are different but the the other areas of officiating you know traverse both sports you know your, yeah. your game management your people skills and those sort of things yeah 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 you know, one thing I I do like to ask people is what would you say to somebody who's thinking of becoming you know an official or wants to get involved um you know what would you what advice would you give them or what would you say to them. Oh, just just get involved. Um, just just get out there, give give it your best. Um, 
you'll really enjoy yourself once you're out there on the field. You'll you'll have a whole different view of of a sport. You know, once you start officiating, you know. And as you said earlier, you know, it's a great opportunity to give back or, you yeah. know, to give back to the sports and stay involved with the sports that you just, you know, yeah. you, that you enjoy. The, the friendships you're going to make are amazing, you know. Um, and, uh, yeah, sure, there's some adversity there, but, um, yeah, you're going to be a much stronger person for for that as well. And you've, you've got the support of your teammates around you, your crewmates. And who knows, in what we six years' time, you might be travelling to Los Angeles to do a Olympic yeah, Games day, um, officiating might, day. Yeah, you might be in the Olympics, so you can say you're <laughs> an Olympic athlete. <laughs> in your 50s, you're an Olympic athlete, so that's something to think about. So, um, yeah. But uh, you said you're just sending some people across to Birmingham, the USA now, and, and we know that, you know, Within IFAF too, they're running more regular World Cups with um, flag football than they are with yeah. contact. So, and getting involved with flag football is certainly an opportunity. There's just doors opening left, right, and centre. So, yeah, we've definitely got to come over and play uh, play you guys, the Aussies. Yeah, I think there's I think there's plenty of talk between both federations and even yeah, our, yeah. You know, we know yeah. from our officiating perspective when we've had conferences and been able to um, have a couple of New Zealanders come over here for some conferences is it's been great just to get to know more, as you said, the whole networking and supporting side of um, things is so beneficial. Yeah. The, uh, you know, Australian um, uh, Gridiron Association um, officials have, have been so um, helpful to us. You know, Miles and yourself have been um, fantastic. You know, the support you have for us, you know, um, being able to use the online tools has been awesome, you know. And, you know, as a, as a fellow organisation, you know, we don't, you know, we do it because that's what we enjoy as well. We enjoy talking to talking football with people that are interested in football. Yeah. And that, you know, as, as officials, that's what we do. We, you know, players will talk to players about um, the sports as officials. Yeah. We actually get, you know, find some people that are enjoy the sports as we do. And we can talk, you know, yeah. the sports. So. Yeah. Rule references, ARs. Hey, what happens if this happens? You know, <laughs> The amount of hypotheticals that you come up with just from a yeah. normal play is just ridiculous. Yeah. And, and you go, you know, and you go, that'll never happen. And then you'll you'll see it happen, and you'll be like, oh god, why didn't I plan for that? You know. I mean, I was just watching one the other day, and they over in the states in a college game, they had a kickoff, and they couldn't tell whether the kicker actually kicked the ball or it fell off the tee. And even now, what are we? Five, six months later, one of the officials went, I still couldn't tell you. Um, yeah. And then they're going from there, obviously, the hypotheticals from that. But, yeah, you know, as an official, there's always things that you haven't seen before. Yeah. Um, yeah. And being yeah. able to just, uh, you know, rule on them on the fly is... Uh, yeah, think, think, think it, thinking on your feet, I love it, you know, just just that, you know, you've got to got to think outside of the box and you know sometimes you know even me I, f I find myself asking my crewmates go hey did you see that you know and you know also the the amount of tv coverage we're now getting or or social media feeds and, and you go back and watch some of your games you go hey i did get that call right you know <laughs> so you know it's good to see and, yeah. you know it's also good from a, a self-evaluation perspective i find you know i'll go back to some of the the videos and footages of, of years past i'm like well, oh, did I really move like that? Did I? What, yeah. what was I looking? Um, yeah. But yeah, obviously, it's a great, great learning opportunities um, during the games to come out with, 
you know, there's so many opportunities for skill development in so many areas. Yeah, yeah indeed. Cool. Um, excellent. No, I've certainly, certainly learned a lot about your, you know, obviously the flag football over, over in New Zealand. And, you know, it's, it's interesting that when you think of New Zealand, you think of rugby league, you think of rugby union, you think of full contact, yet obviously yeah. there's a, you know, a, a thriving flag football competition and we all know put the put the draw of an Olympics in there and, and everyone comes out of their warp work. So, um, yeah. yeah, it's good to hear. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, is there anything else you, I guess, you know, floor is yours if there's anything else you wanted to say, just maybe encourage uh, anyone else who wants to... No, I can't. I, do, I I can't think of anything, Greg. Um, yeah, I think I've covered <laughs> it all. Um, yeah, I hope hope it's been good um, for the people uh, listening. You know, I, 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 as I said, you know, the whole point of you know the whole point of this podcast is you know I, I love sitting and talking to people about their journeys and what they're up to, and you know celebrating the wins that they have, and you know yeah. it's you know it's great just to hear. Yeah, you, challenges you've you've had some amazing guests on, by the way. So, you know, uh, I reached yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, I, I I reached out to you, and then I listened to some of the other podcasts, and I'm like, oh man, <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> I was like, you'll yeah. find Sue. Yeah, I've just uh, I've just recorded um one um that was a 16 year old rugby union referee, and he oh, talking yeah. to him and his dad about you know the where he's at in his career and journey, and and you know. The whole, you know, I've had some people reach out to me and go, hey, I'd love to come on. And, you know, it's just the stories that people have got, their own personal journeys, their, you know, every one thing I've found in the officiating community especially is there is no standard, this is how I've moved up on, this is how I've done that. Everyone has their own unique story. And that's yeah. what's so great about, you know, officials and officiating and talking to people is everyone's journey is so unique um, to them. And it's so fascinating. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a definitely appreciate you coming on, Gavin. And, yeah. you know, as I've said to most of my guests too, I'd love to come on, get them back and whether it's, you know, sometime down the track and we'll see where things have developed and you've gone from 10 or 15 officials to 20 or 30 and, you know, we've got competitions thriving all over the shop. So, yeah. yeah. Awesome. For sure. Yeah. Hey, stay in touch, Greg. Yeah, we'll do. Yeah. Gavin's journey in officiating has certainly been an interesting one, and with the increase of exposure to the flag football version of American football, it's certainly a journey that has required plenty of adjustment, particularly to the new sport that he was initially hesitant about. If you're interested in starting your own journey, check out the directory on our website at sportscollaboration.com, where you'll be able to find contact details for the officiating associations near you. If you're an official who's looking for some additional support throughout your journey, drop us an email via the feedback section on our website and we'll be more than happy to reach out and see how we might be able to help. I'll leave you with his final words from Gavin about how he feels about officiating. So rewarding. It's so valuable. Um, you know, uh, I loved playing um, football, but, um, you know, I'm probably as passionate now about uh, officiating as um, I was as a player. So, you know, it's... It's a, a great opportunity to give, give back to the game.